This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Oh, God, folks, that was a messy diaper. I'm probably going to go to prison for uh, polluting the planet with all of the toilet paper we had to use. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold right here on the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv, and we're here with Halsey English. Halsey, before we jump into, this was sort of uh, the initial communication you sent to me kind of laying out your dissertation. I just want to hit on this last point so the public realizes this because a lot of people still don't. Not that it really matters in the big uh, scheme of things, but as you point out, all of the data, all of our our knowledge, our memories, our experience, and everything that we upload to social media is owned by the social media companies when we upload it to them, to that public domain, correct? For sure. And, and, and that has become rock solid legal principle at this point. Like if, if you upload a, a picture of your, of your dick and send it to some girl on Facebook, even if the girl doesn't complain, if Facebook wanted to have you arrested for it or anything like that, like you can't say it was a private conversation. You've given them the right to that data. If you, if you put up a picture of you and your kids and they decide to use it in an ad for Facebook, you have no rights to any of that stuff. That, that now is owned by the social media companies. And these are all part of the terms of service to get an account in the first place. It's not even like they, you know, they tricked you at some point and sent you an email and asked you to sign it. Like you wouldn't have an account if it wasn't for these things. And do you know, uh, based on any uh, legal precedent, does that roll into, um, I, th- I think you just implied that, direct messages and private messages on these social media platforms? Yes. And any time a system or service comes out that basically advertises that they're going to be a privacy service and not give up your data to to the different powers that be and that they're going to hold privacy as a major principle, they either get kicked off of every single, you know, service there is. You can't get it from the App Store. You can't get it from the the Google Play Store. None of it. Or they get attacked as being, you know, a, a Nazi tool or a tool of white nationalists or something like that. And they go out of business. Parlor was that way. Like Parlor, which was a, a horrible service. And I don't even really know anybody that cared about it. But they offer privacy and, and a venue where conservatives can avoid censorship. And so therefore it had to go. You know, and think about it. They kicked it off, they kicked Parlor off the Google Play Store and the App Store and every part of the internet because they claim that people used Parler to coordinate January 6th. Well, we now know for sure that that isn't the case. They used Facebook to coordinate January 6th. And has there been any sanctions against Facebook? Has there been any talk of kicking them off the app store or, you know, over-regulating them? Of course not. No, definitely not. And I mean, and you know, and how... 
how much was Parler vested in protecting you anyway when it started off that you had to upload a copy of your driver's license to right. uh, to Parler to get an account? So, I mean, somebody was collecting data, and the people behind that in the end I don't think would have had any interest in protecting you anyway. That was a Mercer-backed uh, company, was it not? I don't, rem- I don't even remember at this point. But, but, back, but back to my original point that I was just talking about. If you want to see, and you just have to consider that the Democrats are the deep state at this point, because even even electing a Republican, the most, I mean, you can elect the most independent Republican like Trump or the most, you know, neocon, conservative, regular Republican there is, they don't have any real power. They have the power to maybe influence here or there or to warn here and there, or maybe to kind of like steer legislation in a sense. But in the but the the deep state is completely left wing at this point. The Department of Justice, the, all of them, this department, the, the Secretary of State, Department of State, all of these these organizations are completely left wing. So what have they wanted? So you have to look at it since they took power, which was basically the beginning of COVID, when they took both ha- houses of Congress. It was right before COVID, right? Every single legislation that they've passed has contained that one thing, and that one thing has always been extrajudicial judicial power or extrajudicial authority, right? They they implemented a, a ban on you paying your rent. So if you're a landlord and your sole source of income is a rental property that you own and your tenant told you for two years to go fuck yourself and wasn't going to pay the rent, that you just had to starve and you just had to watch the bank foreclose on your on your property. And that was your problem. Also, if while they weren't paying rent, let's say the air conditioner broke, you were still obligated to fix it just like you were as if they were paying rent. So not only were you not getting paid, you were paying your mortgage, you were paying your taxes, which by the way, not a single state government gave you a break on, okay? And at the same time, the government told you that you didn't have to pay your mortgage. Same thing with the with the VAX mandates, that they didn't have the authority to do that, to tell private companies that they were gonna do it, and they did it anyway. You know, they you see it with, with control of information. We now know the FBI told Facebook to censor the hunter biden laptop story right which i mean i I, that's that's my my biggest gripe about trump and his whole oh my god they rigged the elections they cheated yes they did before a single vote was cast and you didn't have a word to say about it at that point it was only after you lost that you decided to come out with Sidney powell and lynn wood and all these people claiming that people were driving ice cream trucks filled with votes to like the the polling places in the middle of the night no, it shouldn't have even been close, but it was because you allowed this to happen because your ego told you that it was going to be fine. But now since Biden has taken office, everything is about administrative power. It's about how do we deprive you from rights granted or or protect ourselves from lo- privacy laws to be able to take from you what we want to take, right? They when After Uvalde, they passed this historic gun control bill, which... Notice how the Republicans found enough votes to to get that passed. Notice how it doesn't have anything to do with with gun control. Like, they didn't do anything. The only thing they did was establish a fund to convince all the states that don't have red flag laws to implement red flag laws. And and obviously to to maybe make the background checks a little stricter on people between 18 and 21. Like, Mm -hmm. they're hailing this as historic because it is. Because red flag laws are the way that they take your guns from you without having to go to a court to do it or without having to get votes to do it. They just have to go to a cop and tell him that you're a danger to yourself or others. And 
the red flag laws will hold that cop accountable if he just says, oh, go fuck yourself. I, I, I don't really believe you. Right. So yeah. and, and now what they're doing with the IRS, which is which is as far as I'm concerned, is game over. Now we're going to see the power of the administrative state times 10. Oh, a hundred percent. And I've went over this on my uh, show on a couple of episodes with uh, Peter Thiel's Palantir that was developed years ago uh, on the pitch to the government or to the public or where they got their funding, uh, which was backed by NQTEL, which is the CIA's hedge fund, was for the purpose of tracking down terrorists worldwide on behalf of the government using their financial transactions. But then in 2018, Palantir signed a $100 million contract under the Trump administration with the IRS to start using the technology to track down tax cheats, which means harass you and your personal life and harass your business. And now we're seeing all of a sudden the budget, including all this money to hire 87,000 new agents and new employees at the IRS. Well, I'm waiting to see how many new cases are going to be opened that stem from Palantir's technology, which was designed to track down terrorists. But we are the terrorists. That's been pretty evident the last few years in this country. We are the terrorists. Not only are we the terrorists, we are the targets. Because remember, they need to pay for this stuff, number one. And it's been proven in history that, that and it's not even like uh, like up for debate. The people that the IRS audit majoritively are poor people, okay? Rich people, they've been audited forever, but it doesn't require 87,000 new agents in addition to the 86,000 they already have to audit a bunch of billionaires to figure out if they're paying their fair share. OK, and the, there's no reason why they they file such in-depth tax returns that they could either tell them they did right or wrong. OK, sorry. right. But at this point, they're putting them in place because the IRS is the only organization in America that can operate on, a, on an administrative level. They don't need warrants. They don't need court orders. They can just completely fuck over your life. For as long as they want, and there's nothing you can do about it. So you, when you think about it, if uh, if if you if an IRS agent visits you, right, and says, "I think that maybe you did something shady on your taxes," and you say, "Well, no, I didn't. Here's all my records. Here's everything." And they, there's a million ways they can prove you did something shady on your taxes, even if you never did, because the entire tax code is contradictory in and of itself. On one page, it'll say you can deduct this. On the next page, it'll say that you can't. You know, and it's just up to you to figure out which is the best one that you're going to go with. So when they come to you and say, oh, we're going to do all of this, we're going to we're going to investigate this, we're going to do all of that. Now they can do a bunch of things. One, they can impound your bank account. They could say that you've been hoarding money or that, you know, your your money has been gotten from ill-gotten gains. And remember, ill-gotten gains can be from tax evasion. They can say, well, you didn't pay your taxes right and you have twenty thousand dollars in your bank. So we're now taking that. So. And they don't oh, need yeah. a and then, Yeah, and hold up on that because I want to get to that uh, in a little bit because that, that's the scariest part of all of this, how they're actually going to do it. But I, I just want to bring you back real quick before we get into that because we got to hammer this home. That you're talking about what you just mentioned is coming to everyone. Every enemy of whatever regime is in power is 
is going to face this. You no longer have to be investigated, as you say. You no longer have to be charged because they will just be visited by an armed administrator and they don't need the court to wreck your life any longer. The prison industrial complex served its purpose just like slavery. And you talk about, just bring this up because it's important. You referenced this in regards to how the Northerners uh, talked about slavery. Well, it, it was, I, I say this all the time, the Northerners' argument against slavery, and I'm not talking about the hardcore abolitionists because at the, at the point of the Civil War, no one cared what the hardcore abolitionists had to say, right? Lincoln wasn't an abolitionist. Nobody gave a shit. So what, what the northern industrialists told the southern plantation owners was that it was inefficient, that they didn't need slavery in the first place because it was a waste of money. First, you had to buy the slave. Then you had to, to keep them medically appropriate to work. They were lazy. And af if they got hurt, you had to pay for their medical care. You had to pay for their food. You had to pay for all of the upkeep that you would as if you owned a pack animal, right? But in the north, they said, you can have all of those things by paying pennies to the person for their labor. And then if they if they stop serving your purpose, if they stop working for you, if they get hurt, that's on them. Let them figure out how to house themselves and feed themselves and, and provide medical care. That's not your business. And of, of course, it didn't it, it wasn't an argument that worked. The southern slave owners didn't listen. But but the same argument can be used right now. It's why should we go through the hassle of instituting gun control. Gun control is my biggest one on this because of how easily it can be abused and because all of the breadcrumbs that go back to this in that before they passed this 87,000 new IRS agents, they passed red flag laws or at least the encouragement of red flag laws on a state level, right? So an IRS agent comes into your house and says, oh, I think you've been doing shady shit on your taxes. And so I, I haven't done anything. Here's all my records. And they go, okay, we have all your records, but we still think you did something shady. So we're fining you $80,000. And you say, well, A, I don't even have $80,000, but B, I don't owe you $80,000. Okay, well, then you have to go to tax court, which requires you to get a lawyer, which costs a fortune. There isn't one will be provided to you if you can't afford one. This is not a criminal court. This is a civil case, right? So they're able to take all of your money and all of your property, including guns, if they say you've evaded taxes and are being fined. Now, let's say they go a step further. They come in your house. They say, I want to see all your records. Your records are so simple that they don't see a benefit to, to using that level of administrative justice. They they just say, well, you know, I, I think we're going to have to, you know, go to a more intense audit or we're going to do this or we're going to do that. Or they schedule a secondary audit or anything like that. And someone goes, wow, you people are really fucking relentless. I, I can't believe the, that the government would treat people this way. Okay, well, now they make a phone call to the police department and they say, hey, this is IRS agent Purple Hair and this person got all wild with me and I, I think they're a danger to federal agents. Red flag them. Okay, now you got the guns and you haven't done, you haven't done anything that I can protest by going to court and demanding justice. Because even if I go to court... And the judge rules, oh, well, the red flag laws were implemented, you know, un erroneously. The IRS agent lied. All of that stuff, it's still on the police department to actually give you back your guns at that point. And most stories that I've heard and seen online about red flag laws, people that have been red flagged have taken years to get their guns back. And that's mm -hmm. if they get them back at all. 
Oh, yeah. Now, I had mentioned to you, and we'll cover this in a moment, but I had mentioned to you a podcast I listened to called The Quash by Legal Man. He's on Twitter at U.S. Law Review. And as he says, good luck. In uh, He's a lawyer, been practicing for 40 years, and he speaks out against the system and talks a lot about the uh, Civil War and the founding of the country, as you have over the years. And like he says, good luck if you think you're going to fight the government in court with a government uh, paid for judge in a government courthouse with a government prosecutor with your lawyer who was uh, licensed by the government in front of a jury possibly who's there um, at the threat of gunpoint by the government being paid a stipend by the government so good luck going up against the government but then you make the point that why would they even pay for prisons and courts and police and all of this stuff when they could just go around you and utilize these administrators to make you homeless and penniless Exactly. And, you know, when you look at these kind of things, like what problems do these solve for the administrative state? Right. The one the main one it solves is gun control because they can't pass gun control. It's too unpopular. And even if they did pass it, it's completely unworkable. What are they going to do? Gather up 30,000 IRS agents? I mean, uh, ATF agents and go invade small towns so they could take everyone's guns? First of all, it would lead to, to mass chaos and probably a lot of bloodshed, but they wouldn't accomplish their goal because too many people have guns that they don't even know about. So yeah, the gun don't, control thing. I, I was going to say, and don't get, you mentioned the purple hair people, but I want to save that until the end. And we've got about another half hour. Uh, the purple okay. hair people, where, the, where this army is going to come from with these 87,000 agents, because that is the best part of all of this. That is the mind-blowing uh, revelation in all of Halsey's work, is who they are actually going to be sending to your home. You're going to love this, folks. We'll be right back from this break, and then we're going to get into civil asset forfeiture, the Patriot Act, the tax code, RICO, a little more on red flag laws, exactly how they are going to make you homeless and send you to a tent under a big giant bridge living right next door to some weird troll with three eyes and 14 arms. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and we'll be right back on Pain.tv. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Join the discussion at Pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard right here on Pain.tv slash gold. And I am on with Halsey English as he was about to spill the beans on the IRS administrative Nazi force they're going to send to your house. Wait until you find out who these people are. You're going to be really excited. It's all going to make sense to you because this ties in everything we've seen over the last decade and sort of the creation of the social justice warriors, the creation of the fake Nazis and these white nationalists to give the social justice warriors an enemy to fight back against all of the tools like civil asset forfeiture, Patriot Act, tax code, RICO, red flag laws have been put into place. All of these technological systems like Palantir that are used to track us all the time that are going to be used to hunt us down through all this complicated tax code it all comes together it all fits together all the pieces are now coming in and aligning under one 
perfect storm. So, Halsey, you mentioned the red flag laws. You mentioned the ability for the police to come into your house if the IRS agent calls them and says you're being difficult. Then you tell them to F off. They tell you you're crazy. They take your guns away. So talk a little bit here about civil asset forfeiture, uh, Patriot Act, tax code, and RICO, because all of these are very important tools in which the administrators will now use to take away everything you have, and you will spend the rest of your life trying to fight them and prove your innocence. Well, I mean, civil asset forfeiture is not something that's just discussed by, you know, kind of weird conspiracy theorists. It's something that's been discussed by people like Joe Rogan. People on the left also used to be against it, okay? Because civil asset forfeiture forfeiture, um, is a way where the government can take away your, um, your money and you have no real way to get it back. The money that that they're going to take from you is not com- is not tied to a criminal conviction. It's not enforced by a court. It's it's impounded, and you have to file a civil suit against the the government to get it back to prove that you didn't get it through some level of ill gotten gain. Now, the majority of the time, you're not even capable of doing that because how can you prove where fifteen thousand dollars in your bank account came from? You can prove where some of it came from, but you can't, you know, you're not going to have every receipt, every pay slip, everything that's ever been done, just loaded up, ready to go. And to sue the government to get your money back, which, as I said, the burden of proof is on you. You have to pay for the attorney to do it. So it, this is this is a system that they put in place that has been heavily criticized. Also, by the way, the incentive for the government to abuse the system is baked into it because 50 percent of the money that they seized through civil asset forfeiture goes to the organization that seized it. So if it's the FBI, if they, and the rest goes to the federal government. So if it's if it's the state police, if it's anything like that, they are completely motivated to take away your money. And you are at a complete disadvantage to get it back because in the end, most likely, however much they took from you, it's going to cost you more to pay a lawyer to get it back than it will to just let it go in the first place. Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) Definitely. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of people that are going through this uh, right now. So I just want to hammer this home again because it's such a huge point. People have to understand. They literally can come in and take everything you have, seize your bank accounts, and then you are standing there and you have to prove your innocence. As you said in your notes here, it says, let's say they uh, see that you have $20,000 in the bank, like you were just saying, $15,000, and they seize it. They don't even put your name on the lawsuit. They took it, and it's... uh, your only recourse is to sue them in civil court and to prove that they are wrong and it really is yours and was never used in a crime. I, I mean, well, that's I mean, so think about, huge. We have to ha- hammer that home. It's, it's not only that. Think about this. When they when they put you through civil asset forfeiture, right, they don't, when, when they go to court to, to make it basically permanent, they don't even name you as the defendant. They don't write the United States or the, the city of Newark or whoever it is against Halsey English. They named the money itself as the as the defendant. So it's 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 acknowledged from the get-go that the money isn't yours. The money is just there. The money is just part of this process. And there's nothing you can do about it. As I said, majoritively, 
it's going to cost you more money to get it back in the first place than it would if you just let them have it. Now, I know someone this happened to completely. He he was coming back from a casino. He won 20000 or 30000 I don't remember the exact. It was, a, it was a large amount at the casino. He got pulled over for, I think, speeding. And basically, the, the they took his money. Even though he had a receipt that he wanted at the casino, he, he proved it, whatever. And when he went to a lawyer, the lawyer said, you're better off just letting go. And he said, why? He said, because number one, even if you prove that it's yours, they're going to also ask that you pay the taxes on it. So you're going to have to pay the taxes before the court case gets finished and you prove that it's your money. So if they wind up winning, you've now paid taxes on money that they confiscated from you. Secondly, you're going to have to pay me 15 grand to do this because this is exceptionally labor intensive. They're not a regular you know, plaintiff in a lawsuit. They have unlimited funds. They have unlimited means. They have access to as many lawyers as they possibly want. So why would they ever concede defeat? Why would they ever do anything like that? They'll just screw you over. So he just wound up losing the money, and that was all there was to it. Now, as you say, the feds and the local police already seize, what, over $12 billion a year this way? Yes, and it was originally, of course, put together for, um, for what's it called, for people that um, like are drug dealers or anything like that. They wanted to make it easier to take the assets of people who, you know, that they, they couldn't get them because it cost too much money or they didn't have the, the actual goods. So they made it real easy for them to confiscate the, the ill-gotten gains of drug dealers. But it has now become the major funding source of most local law enforcement, most federal law enforcement, and a huge revenue source for the government. Right. And as you said there, uh, they started off by saying it was to go after drug dealers. But again, that would probably be the uh, slippery slope that you talked about earlier. Well, it was never even done. Like, it wasn't even like they, they, they you know, proved themselves to be liars or anything like that. Like, right away, they started just basically going after just regular people. And, and taking away their money. And originally there were like the ACL. I mean, all these organizations supposedly still protest about it, like the ACLU and all of them. But when all said and done, nobody can do anything about it. And they know they can't do anything about it. And that's exactly the position the government wants you in. Yeah. Now you mentioned to me in your notes that the so just to put this into context for the folks out there, the entire Border Patrol has 19,000 agents. And those are not agents lined up across the southern or northern border. Those are spread out all across different states in the country. But you say the IRS is already the biggest law enforcement organization in the country with eighty-five or 86,000 agents. Is that correct? Before go, this new 87,000. Go a step further. Not only are they the largest, all law enforcement in the entire country, there are 900,000. Already 86,000 are IRS agents. And after this, it'll be over 160,000, which means one out of every seven local, state, and federal law enforcement in the country, one out of every seven will be an IRS agent. Wow, that's pretty amazing. Now, I want to, I want to tie this together because... In the last segment, I want to have you walk uh, us through the documents that you um, provided, which I will end up including 
uh, on pain.tv and in the show notes uh, for this show. But let's get into... Um, so basically to sum this up, what he's saying is that they are not going to need the local police and the courts to take you down if you don't get into line with whatever it is that the current regime, the next regime, whatever it is, is pushing uh, from the government. They can use civil asset forfeiture, the IRS, all these administrative agents to destroy your life and take all of your assets, take all of your wealth, take your home and send you packing uh, to a little tent if you can afford one underneath the local highway overpass. But the kicker here is where are the 87,000 new agents going to come from? And Halsey ties this in. This is why this was so great, because like the pieces I do, he ties in everything that is going on to today. And he even ties in the student loan forgiveness, which is this initial bribe. I think you know a lot of people perceive that kind of stuff, as you talked earlier, government operated in the last hundred or so years on bribes so they give away welfare food stamps whatever to bribe you to vote for them but this one is even more nefarious because this is a bribe going directly to these social uh, justice warriors that we've developed these karens that have come out over the last decade so talk about student loan forgiveness and exactly what the democrats are going to do how the republicans are going to end up going along with this and uh, what that is going to result in with the new army of IRS agents. So, I mean, that's obviously going to be the first question that anyone asks is where are they going to find 87,000 people to work for the IRS, right? It, it makes no sense. It, it makes it almost ridiculous that they're not, they're not making their hiring goals now at the IRS. They would hire a lot more if they could. There's just not people to do it, right? So... Where is it going to come from? Now, number one, the thing about Biden and his student loan forgiveness is I don't believe it's real. I, I think that he just basically announced he was going to do it because he could, which is why whenever anybody asks him how he plans on paying for it, he just stays quiet. Right. And so do his people like they've, they've made like a ridiculous assertion that the money coming in from student loan payments resuming will cover basically like I, I don't even know how to how to explain it will cover the the new irs agents they'll have to carry and cover the student loan payments that they're giving out to people i think it's nonsense i think he made this announcement that because remember he extended the moratorium on having to pay for your student loans until january right so until january you don't have to make any payments on student loans anyway so he's setting up a double one is it that he, he's if the Democrats win in the midterms, if the Democrats win in the midterms, they'll just pass the law that they'll, they'll print the money and say, oh, sure, no problem. That's how we're going to pay for this ridiculous student loan forgiveness thing. If the Republicans take even one House of Congress, they're going to have to come up with a way to pay for this because the Republicans will just say you have no way to pay for this. So what will they say to them? They'll say, how about we'll give the student loan reform if you either come work for the government, join the military, which you could already do that, by the way. The option to join the military and, and pay for your education through through um, through loans, I mean, through the GI Bill, that already exists. And they're constantly talking about forgiving this or forgiving that if you're willing to join the military, which that's bad enough in itself, sending a bunch of people who went to school for underwater lesbian dance theory or whatever it may be <laughs> into our already pretty woke military. But take it a step further. 
they'll say if you go into law enforcement, then they'll give you the same gives. The Republicans will fall over themselves to pass this bill. It'll pass with hardly any dissent. In fact, the, you probably get the most dissent from progressives who won't like the idea of tying student loan forgiveness to you know being a cop because they hate cops. But right there and then, they have the, the agents. And these aren't just agents. These aren't just people that are going to go work for the IRS. These are people that either went to college for something ridiculous that has no bearing on being a federal agent or working for the federal government in general, or they're people that either dropped out at a certain point, they're people that have been ideologically indoctrinated into, into leftist thought and hate the people that they're going to be investigating and dealing with and all of that. These are the people that they're going to hire to do it. And they're going to be happy to hire to do it. And if you think that when they give out the list of who it is they're investigating to all of these new IRS agents, that they're not going to also include a list of people who have made a contribution to the NRA, who have donated to Trump 2024, who have done any of these things, you are nuts. These are going to be your fire-breathing partisan lunatics who are coming after you as part of the IRS administrative state. No, it's fantastic. And the way that you that you wrote it to me was so phenomenal. So I'm going to read from that for a second. But you say, remember, this isn't the STEM graduates that will be unemployed and buried in student debt. They all have good jobs and have no interest in a shitty government job, which is true if you look at the statistics. A lot of the STEM graduates are doing really well. But the hundreds of thousands of gender studies, diversity, equity, and inclusion studies, queer studies, black studies graduates, you know them. And we all know who they are. They had a master's from Harvard, but the best job they can get is waiting tables at an Outback Steakhouse. This, I, I was laughing when I read this because it's so true and it's actually so scary. You say they will love to get a job with the IRS. You know, they get to fuck over the fascists, have their debt uh, lessened or removed, get a paycheck, full benefits, and a pension. And that is your team of new 87,000 new IRS agents. And it's so true. That's why the creation of these SJWs and these Kirins and these these uh, gender-fluid freaks that we're seeing all over Twitter on places like Libs of TikTok, I mean, these folks are out there, they're all over the place, and they've been primed and ready to attack anyone that they uh, were meant to believe that they don't agree with or they hate over the last decade with the advent of these, we're not going to get into it on this show, but the fake Nazis you and I uncovered years ago. I mean, those were all created, I believe, in part, in part, everything has multiple purposes, but in part to provide an image in the head of these whacked out SJWs when they're going after some guy with a couple of kids that lives in the suburbs and he's maybe a plumber, but they will see him as a horrible, terrible person because this digital footprint, this sort of digital persona of yourself that's out there that they'll have access to says, oh, you voted for Trump, or oh, this guy donates to a church. And so all of a sudden now in their mind, they're triggered and you are the target. And also remember, this comes down to data collection, right? All of the people that are going to be investigating these people, which, as I said, if, if you think that it's going to be a nonpartisan thing and they're just going to investigate random everyday people, they're not going to investigate most black people because they're, they'd be accused of racism. In fact, they're, they're not going to investigate any minorities because of that. They're going to use all of the data collection tools that they've been using now 
especially uh, IRS lists of people that have donated to charities like the NRA and all of that. They know all of that already. And they're allowed to use all of that already. Like, they, you're not a protected class. So, I mean, think about it. They said that Nikki Haley's donor lists, which, fuck her, but anyway, her donor lists have just been leaked by the IRS to the press so that they can shame, you know, her donors into, into abandoning her or whatever. I think that's because they want Trump to actually run in 2024 and they're doing anything to knock out any opponent that might challenge him. But when all said and done... They have the data so that they don't need to worry about figuring out who it is that they want to investigate, right? And even if they did have a problem figuring it out, the government will be there with all of the, as I said, all of the data they've been collecting from all of these different government programs illegally to just point them in the right direction. And if if you think that if they walked in your house and saw a Trump 2020 or a Trump 24 banner, or anything of the sort that they would all of a sudden give you a fair shake, then you haven't been paying attention. Yeah, and the funny part about all of this is this <laughs> it's pretty scary and sad, man. The the software they'll be utilizing to collect uh, a lot of this data to arm these purple-haired IRS agents with comes from Palantir, which is Peter Thiel, which was Donald Trump's largest billionaire Silicon Valley backer who got the contract with the IRS in 2018 under the Trump administration. So there we go. But let me just bring this back up, too, because, again, you wrote this and this hammers home the point that these purple haired uh, agents won't just screw over without with zero remorse they're going to be making tiktok videos about the trump supporter who was crying and hugging his kids as the armed irs agent showed up and repossessed his child's bicycle uh they'll record uh they will laugh at how the fascist wants to make sure his kids don't starve uh and and basically you just hammer it home it's so great in here that uh because it's so true that these people are not just these freaks we see on the internet these are people that have been manipulated and propagandized and they are so deranged it's literally letting loose a band of mentally ill people onto the streets with badges and guns and the ability to seize your home your car and everything else that you own badges and guns absolutely but take it a step further these are people that have a already no conscience they don't feel bad about what they're going to do to you. They don't feel bad about anything that they've done. Imagine during COVID, if you could hire 8,000 new agents that would investigate who's taken the vaccine and who hasn't. Would there be any shortage of people that were willing to sign up, that were willing to take away your kids, that were willing to, to put you in a concentration camp to quarantine, whatever it may be? There would have been no shortage, and this will be exactly the same. Oh, definitely. And you, and you say right here that any person like you or me or anyone else out there listening to this show or to any of your shows that wants to start scouring TikTok and Twitter and looking for videos and trying to repost and expose any of these purple-haired agents, then they're going to get either banned from social media for hate speech or misinformation or identifying Misinformation would agent. more likely be. Yeah, or yeah, or identifying and putting into risk a, a, a federal agent's uh, identity, or or they're just going to get audited too and lose all of their stuff. Or and all of the above is true, or they're going to just be ignored. 
because that's the last step when it, when they want to to fuck somebody over that they just use their allies in the media to just ignore it. So even if you come out and say no, I, I, there's this, there's that, like this is what they're doing, they won't care. It, it's it's not like they're going to sit there and and feel bad for you. It's not like you're going to have the the honest media on your side or Donald Trump or anything else. You'll just be ignored if they don't completely fuck you over. Yeah, and your friend, I mean, and most people should know this. I mean, at the end of the day, your friends and family aren't going to come to your rescue. They have other things to do. And if people are so afraid of this, I mean, just look at it on the small scale over the last five, six years on social media, where, I mean, people like you and I and, and many others we know have lost dozens of Twitter accounts and Facebook accounts that we had built up organically, and all of a sudden you lose an account with fifty thousand people. If you're if you have a an independent media company, you know that used to be the way you had to promote, and so you lost that. And at the end of the day, eventually our own allies start going, "Dude, you need to learn how to self censor. Dude, you need to not just you can't be fighting with people on there anymore." So eventually they desensitize people to it and they push you right into line. And before you know it, they socially engineer you. So in this particular case, like on social media where your friends tell you to censor yourself, in real life, you're going to have friends, you're going to have neighbors, you're going to have relatives that are going to tell you, well, you shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have spoken out on YouTube. You shouldn't have questioned them. That's your right. fault. And they don't want to be associated with you now because they don't want to be audited. And take it a step further. If, if let's say... All of this happens, you're you're audited, you're they take all your money, they they completely and utterly fuck you over for, for life, right? And you go to your parents or you go to a relative and say, I just don't know what to do right now. I don't have any food, I don't have any money. You think they're going to write you a check and become a target of the same agents that just took you down? And they'll the, I mean, they would probably even tell you that I would love to help you, but what can I do? Hell no. And they'll probably have every every government propagandist on mainstream media and the influencers on social media when this all starts happening and being ramped up that they'll literally put out there that if you help any of these people that are evading taxes and doing this, you will be an accomplice. You know, so they'll, they will just like, I mean, we saw it. Uh, doesn't matter what side of the argument people are on uh, in COVID. I mean, you saw it during COVID. Karen's walking around pointing their finger at you in the grocery store if you had your mask down under your nose. Going, hey, that guy over there doesn't have his mask on all the way. I mean, they literally turn people against each other. I mean, take a look at what happened with with the I, I forgot I forgot the actual name of it, but they called it the "Don't Say Gay" bill, right? That that DeSantis put in place in Florida. <laughs> so they had this "Don't Say Gay" bill. Okay, don't say gay, whatever. The police, the teachers' unions are actively promoting how they're ignoring it, how they're covering for each other, how they're filing um, lawsuits for like with the with teachers' unions' money. Do you think they won't do the exact same thing? When you cry out and say, you know, they took my house, they took my kids, they took everything from me because they want to fuck me over because they, my political views, they'll say the same thing. Like, oh, you were fine when it was when it was oppressing trannies or you were fine when it was oppressing, you know, people that just wanted to do this or, or teach your kid about 47 genders or something like you were fine with with oppression then. Now you're just getting what you deserve. 
Oh, yeah, definitely. And when we come back, folks, I'm going to walk through this with Halsey. Uh, I want to just show you the sources that he provided, all the articles. You know I love to review articles and review videos, and I'm going to go through those with you. Because, again, when when people like myself or Halsey put together these sort of mini dissertations, uh, these theories, these theses, we do it based on facts and on sources that are out there. So I just want to share that with you with Halsey while we have him on the line. We'll be right back. I am Dustin. Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you're listening to pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. 